day 149 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season together. Uh, the story of the prophets. I'm Paul here with Katie, David, and Matt as we continue to read through the book of Jeremiah. And we come to the place in Jeremiah that we inevitably come to in all of the prophets. Uh, we come to the place where God is finally you know, pronouncing his judgment on uh, the nation of Israel and uh, in this particular case on the nation of Judah and on the city of Jerusalem you know, itself. And he goes deep into the heart of the people who will not hear, who will not repent. And we talked about yesterday. It's very ironic that uh, the one, uh, the one people who heard the word of the prophets and the announcement of judgment, and indeed repented, uh, was the city of Nineveh. Uh, but Israel will not. And we learned, you know, in the second part of chapter six that uh, uh, the disease of sin is great it's affected all the way down to the prophet and the priest alike and even they can't clearly see uh the end of the sin of the people so we pick up in uh verse 13 of chapter 6 where we left off yesterday and we'll read to the end of the chapter uh as we do we we come to this moment in reverence for for god and his word with a desire for him to stir in us the the richest of affections for him and a desire uh, to be the people that he has called us to do uh, to be uh, so man you mind lifting us up let's, let's pray father we are grateful for this time grateful for who you are and um, what you've done in us and in your doing through us and father we ask you would continue to do um, more and more as your power is at work in us uh, Father, we thank you for this time in your word, and and we thank you for the reality that you've revealed yourself um, to us through your word that you speak. And, and so, God, as we read and um, we meditate, uh, would our, our thoughts be glorifying to you? Would this time be transformative? Would you um, move us to be your people? Father, continue to, to transform us by your word, by your spirit. Um, use this uh, for your glory, for our joy, for the good of the city. It's in Christ's name we pray. Uh, Amen. Jeremiah 6.13, From the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain. Prophets and priests alike all practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. So they fall among the fallen. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroad and look. Ask for the ancient past. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But you said, we will not walk in it. I pointed watchmen over you and said, listen to the sound of the trumpet. But you said, we will not listen. Therefore, hear you nations, you who are witnesses, observe what will happen to them. Hear you earth, I'm bringing disaster on this people, the fruit of their schemes, because they have not listened to my words and they've rejected my law. What do I care about incense from Sheba? Our sweet calmness from a distant land. Your burnt offerings are not acceptable. Your sacrifices do not please me. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I'll put obstacles before this people. Parent and children alike will stumble over them. Neighbors and friends will perish. This is what the Lord says. Look, an army is coming from the land of the north. A great nation is being stirred up uh, from the ends of the earth. They are armed with bow and spear. They are cruel and show no mercy. They sound like the roaring sea as they ride their horses. They come like men in battle formation to attack your daughter's iron. We've heard reports about them, and our hands hang limp. 
anguish has gripped us, pain like that of a woman in labor. Do not go out to the fields or walk on the roads, for the enemy has a sword, and there is terror on every side. Put on sackcloth, my people, and roll in ashes, mourn with bitter wailing as for an only son, for suddenly the destroyer will come upon us. I've made you a tester of metals, and my people are the ore, that you may observe and test their ways. They're all hardened rebels, going about to slander. They are bronze and iron. They all act corruptly. The bellows blow fiercely to burn away the lead with fire, but refining goes on in vain. The wicked are not purged out. They are called rejected silver because the Lord has rejected them. One of the things you have to love, you know, for better or worse, about the prophets is all their beautiful, you know, use of language or their very pointed, very, you know, convicting, you know, use of language. And, of course, he's using, you know, kind of the ancient mode of this is a silver that cannot be refined. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times you take it through the fire, it's still filled, you know, with dross. And, of course, it's the nation of Israel. And then uh, the problem that you have is uh, that the prophets and the priests, you know, said there is, you know, this is not a really serious wound. You know, God will grant us peace, and they're resting in the uh, in the fact that they're bringing the most expensive, you know, of incense from the most faraway places to burn on the altar of the Lord. But again, that's not the sacrifice that He has asked for, and their sacrifices are meaningless ritual, you know, rather than something that's coming from a deep heart of devotion uh, to the Lord. And we see too the the corruption of the people. You know, a lot of times we can we can tend to look at God looking down at His people, and you know, well, there's a group that's sinful, and then you know, at least there's good leadership. You know, but this goes to the very core of even the leadership of Israel. That mm-hmm. the very people working in the temple, you know, are the very people who are supposed to be leading the worship of Israel are the ones who get <laughs> from the least to the greatest. All are greedy for gain. Prophets and priests alike all practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace. They say there is no peace. I mean, just the the extent of the the sinfulness and the corruption of God's people, you know, it, it goes all the way into the very people who are so, into the core of the people who are supposed to be leading God's people mm-hmm. uh, into worship of Him. And how deadly and um, destructive it is when there are deep wounds and you don't address them and you just put a Band-Aid over them. I'm pretty sure the, the message version just says Band-Aid. Just kidding. I just made that up. Um, <laughs> but just like where Which we... Which is kind of what the prophets were doing in ancient times. <laughs> Am I got a Band-Aid? Yeah. Um, so just uh, just dressing the wound as if it's just a, only a flesh wound, you know, and uh, instead of really getting down to the bottom of of it which is their hearts right their hearts are far from god and that's what he's cared about since the beginning is where are our hearts where are our affections circumcise your heart you know um and so anyway i it just just shows you like how important it is for leadership um and I, I take that seriously. When we do see in a problem, don't just try to, to cover it up. Don't just try to, to dress the outside of it. But no, go to the, go to the heart of it. And, and, but, you know, I wonder, like, what do y'all think? Like, do, did these leaders, like, care to even seek out the, the issue? Or were they just caught up in their own greed and their own... That they didn't even care. <laughs> no, you know, it probably, you know, we probably you know, move forward, you know, to the um, New Testament, you know, where Paul talks about, 
you know, the latter days that we live in and that people were surround themselves with an, any number of teachers that tell them exactly what their itching ears want to hear. And of course, that's what we usually want to hear when it comes to our own sin. It's, it's, it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, you have a few hang ups and sure, you know, there's a, there's a couple of things you could probably work on, but you're not nearly as bad as people around you. So we, we minimize sin rather than, you know, fully owning sin and fully repenting uh, of our sin. And, and of course, you know, sometimes we, we actually have, you know, teachers that, that fortify, you know, the things that uh, we most, you know, need to deal with and, and, and to look at. And so mm-hmm. often, even when we go through the Bible, we, we mark the verses that, you know, kind of skirt around our sin. Mm-hmm. Very seldom do we highlight the pointed ones that are going right for the heart, yeah. you know, with us. And, and so you have this, you know, you have this, you know, taking place. Mm-hmm. Was there a hint of Monty Python in just that? A little, just a little to, quick Just a reference. little flesh wound. <laughs> it's only flesh wound. Which, if you know that reference, that's deeply graphic. In the description <laughs> of, our, of, of our sin, oh, to yeah. lose a leg, to lose an arm, and call it nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. I was trying to make it serious and, and, and deep. But anyway. <laughs> well, Jesus goes there, doesn't he? He says it's better to cut off your arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, let's recover. We have about two minutes left. <laughs> I liked... You know, Jesus does talk about in the Gospels the the narrow path, the wide path. Few people find the narrow path, and and he also extends that invitation in the Gospels. You know, to come to me, all who are weary, you find rest for your souls. And we see that picked up here in in verse sixteen. You know, this is what the Lord says: Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you'll find rest for your souls. But you said we will not walk in it. No. So you see that invitation all throughout Scripture of what path are you on? You know, yeah. the path of self or the path of the Lord or the path of Christ. And they're very different results. We talked about that a little bit yesterday where we talked about, uh, you know, the word of the Lord, you find no pleasure in it. And, and of course, that is a sign of our hardness. And another sign of our hardness is that, uh, you know, we labor in vain. You know, and sometimes we even, you know, try to create our own righteousness, a legalistic, you know, kind of righteousness. Uh, but to know the way of the Lord and to truly walk in the way of the Lord in humility and repentance is a way not of striving you know, for righteousness, but resting in you know the righteousness you know that He He, he gives and that He brings, mm-hmm. and that is you know, if you'd only just follow the good way. And of course, that is you know that is the beauty of God's law. You know, God's law does lead us to rest in in him if we take it upon ourselves we're going to find the frustration of Romans 7 the very things I want to do I can't do and the mm-hmm. things I don't want to do these are things I keep on doing what a wretched in a person am I but even in the Old Testament to rest in God to rest in his word uh, to walk in trust and to walk into confidence was to enter you know God's rest mm-hmm. Heavenly Father thank you so much uh, for your grace and for your goodness and we thank you for the goodness of your law uh, sometimes we make it what never could be. We make it a way of righteousness for ourselves that ends up in self-righteousness and hard-heartedness. Uh, but we thank you that you provide rest for us, that you provide a way that leads us to you, to know you, to have confidence in you, and to experience the peace and the grace and the rest that only come from you. May we know your peace in this day. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.